0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the One Talk Podcast. You're here with your host, Ryan McCarthy. Today, we are joined by Ryan Moresby-White. Ryan specializes in men's work, including masculinity, mindset, embodying uh, mental health, emotional regulation, physical health. Ryan has done so much work in this space. It brings together a collective of knowledge in so many different areas that he's able to piece into one to support men and help them become the best version of themselves. Ryan is an absolute whiz. He's got a wealth of knowledge, which makes a great episode. We touch on so much around masculinity, how to embody masculinity and how to embody the healthy traits of it how to rid of any negative intrusive thoughts or any unhelpful thoughts, how to identify your purpose and core values, what a man craves, how a man can better himself in a relationship, how a man can better himself individually. But this episode is not just for men. It's also for all the women out there who have relationships with men, rather that's a boyfriend, a husband, a brother, a father. This episode is for anyone to help them understand men and help them become the best version of themselves. So this episode is truly one I enjoyed so much, just being a part of, but also listening back to because there's so many key takeaways from this episode. But in other news, before we start this episode if you could please share this podcast around maybe on your stories on your feeds maybe with a friend or a family member also if you can leave the podcast a railing, that would mean a lot as well it just helps this podcast grow reach a larger audience and get this information out there that'll be much appreciated and i can't wait for you all to dive in today's episode
1: so let's welcome ryan
0: thanks for joining us ryan how are you man
1: doing incredibly well thanks for having me on i'm really fired up to uh to get into this conversation it's gonna be a good one
0: no worries at all man um i think we'll touch on just before this podcast how we first connected and it's really cool to see the growth we both had since then and that also shown me as well like how important it is to have a great community of people around you that are trying to level you up and trying to push you to become a better version of yourself
1: yes um man it gives me chills like thinking about that because it's honestly yeah like i look back at everything i've created to this point has come back to the people that i have heavily invested myself um financially energetically like just to be around and to get around and what's it, what it's allowed me to do is is absolutely incredible so yeah i can't agree with you more Mm,
0: So I know that's a big part of your story because I let you tell it, but I know at one point you had one side of people that you're associated with doing one thing and then the other side were more inspiring and uplifting and you're trying to decide on how to get into that other side. So I'd love to go back and just hear more about your story and how you got into the work that you do. And then we'll get into the juicy stuff as well.
1: For sure. Let's do it. So, um, look, it goes back, goes back to when I was in school. So when I was in school, you know, I, I failed my whole way through school. Mm. I never, you know, I was told that I would never amount to, to much, uh, you know, I was told I need to just go work physically hard with my hands. It's all I'm good at. Um, that's exactly what I did. Cause that was also, you know, that was my representation of what it meant to create success as well. Growing up was working, working physically hard and becoming a tradee. So that's exactly what I did. Yeah. I, um, I didn't finish school. Um the, the teachers were pretty stoked that I left early and um and I dropped out and uh went all in on my carpentry apprenticeship, started at 17 years old. I was digging holes in the 40 degree sun for seven dollars eighty an hour, traveling sometimes two hours a day to get to work. Mm. And um yeah, I look back now and I just it just blows me away, but it's all part of the journey. It's all you know, all those those times made me who I am today. You know, with my work ethic and stuff, but um, yeah. So I dropped out, became a carpenter, became qualified quite early. I was qualified at uh, early, yeah, I think 19 years old. I was qualified, um, and then at 21 years old, I was running a multi-million dollar job sites. I was running my own business, RMW Carpentry and Maintenance. I was doing renovations. I was Um, I was doing very well in the building industry. I was working with, um, award-winning, uh, builders. I was working, you know, we're building some really, really incredible things. And, um, along that way, along that path, you know, I was doing well financially, you know, I had a six figure income at 20 years old, 21 years old. Um, my highest pay week was $15,000 in one week as a 21 year old carpenter running my own business employing people to come and work for me. And, uh, along with all of that, right. So, um, yeah, so I was carrying this father wound for majority of my life, trying to prove myself right. Because I I know, and through this work that I do with men, I know a lot of men are seeking that approval from their father that they never actually get that, that I'm proud of you, that done that, that, uh, the hug, like you just, you just want that, that love and acceptance, and all a little boy is seeking the whole time while he's growing up is for his dad to give him the tick of approval that you're a man you're a man you have what it takes you're wild you have that sense of adventure in you and you're good to go that's all a boy is seeking right and when he doesn't get that he continuously does things that aren't aligned with what truly lights him up because he's actually seeking that validation from the masculine role model in his life that he never got growing up. Yeah. So that's what I was doing, man. So, you know, I became a carpenter. started doing well financially. Um, I was doing well in my sport. I was training hard. I thought I was doing all the things right. But because it wasn't me, because it wasn't me, I was surrounded by the negative shit on the job sites. I allowed the external environment to impact my internal environment right? I started taking on the, you know, the, the, the bad habits of, um, how the traditional tradie shows up in life. Yeah. Right. And along with that, my relationships were absolutely shit. I was never, um, I was never shown. I was given so much and I had a father that was so present for me and did so much for me but I was missing what I really actually wanted, which was that emo- that deep emotional connection with my dad. Yeah. And because I, I didn't get that, I was seeking it through trying to prove myself through becoming really, really good at the tradey life, mm. making good money, like doing all these things, right? And then a downward spiral started going further and further down. And because I had the ladder up the wrong wall, mm. I wasn't doing what truly lit me up. I was doing what I thought I needed to do in order to get that tick of approval from my dad. And, you know, uh, I remember waking up one day and I'd pushed all my friends away. I was working seven days a week because I was just so addicted to making money and just working hard that it got to a point where I was like, you know, I became absolutely just emotionally bankrupt. Right. Right. Also financially I was spending all of my money because I was actually spending my money to seek fulfillment and happiness through buying things and spending my money right and that that was my only sense of freedom and happiness was when it, from from Friday to Sunday I would go out and I would just you know spend money on on things just to feel some sense of of uh, of something fulfillment right fulfillment yeah and it wasn't, there wasn't one specific time, but there was for a very long period where I was just actually heavily depressed. Yeah. I was suffering from deep levels of anxiety, of fear, of frustration, of worry, um, a lot of self-doubt. Am I ever going to amount to anything, right? I had all these dreams growing up as a kid. I want to be a professional athlete. Now I'm working as a tradie and I'm you know, absolutely hating my life right now, even though I was really good at what I was doing. And what happened was through that period of time where I was just absolutely depressed and I was just like so over life, I was, like I said, uh, instead of doing the work and sitting with the emotions and, and healing the actual shit that was holding me back, I was distracting myself with chasing women with i wasn't much of a partier but the, the the next uh biggest and worst thing is training yourself into the ground into the gym yeah for a sense of validation that dude you're a freaking beast you're a weapon in the gym like i was competing in crossfit at the time i was doing all the things because i just wanted that approval and for basically looking back now for the for uh my dad to be like Man, like, look what you're doing. Like, you are incredible. Well done. Like, that's all I wanted. And um, with that came lots, 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 and de- lots of depression and, and me seeking happiness and f- fulfillment through addictions and distractions. And addictions aren't just, you know, sex, drugs, and alcohol, what like most people know. It's also addicted to uh, the dopamine hits of scrolling social media. Yeah. It's the addiction to chasing women. It's the addiction to seeking validation through looking a certain way training yourself in the gym, um, to the ground. Right. Yeah. And it took for me, you know, that it was probably it was about six years of me just hammering myself, working physically hard, hammering myself in the gym, chasing women, like all of these things. We went on a, on a family holiday to Thailand and, We were, I just remember, I remember clear as day. We're on this secluded beach, this secluded island in Thailand, no phone reception, nothing. We're just at this beautiful resort with the family. And I remember waking up each morning, meditating on the beach, doing a workout on the beach. Like, it's like what I've come to realize is that men need time in deep reflection and solitude. Mm -hmm. And when they get that, when they give themselves that space and that time to actually be with their thoughts, they're able to have the emotional intelligence and the emotional awareness of what's actually going on right now. What decisions, what effective decisions do I need to do I need to make right now? What certainty and clarity do I need to get on my life right now? This is what happens when men spend time in solitude with their own thoughts, with no distractions. And sitting on that beach, I had this clear, just this clear download come to me. I was like, I'm done with carpentry. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not going back. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to become a coach. I'm going to follow the passions that, uh, you know, what I truly wanted to do. Right. So when I left school, I was like, I'd love to be a, a personal trainer. I love to be a coach and work with high level athletes, mm-hmm. but everyone around me, my environment at the time was like, no, you you won't make money doing that. You can't make money as a coach, right? You know, you're going to work crazy hours and, and and not make money. And that was my belief for so long. And then I was sitting on that beach and I'm like, you know what, even if I don't make money, as long as I'm putting myself and my happiness first, I don't give a fuck. Bingo. Yeah. And, um, we came back from that holiday and I pushed my trailer into the shed at um at on dad's property and closed it up. And I'm I, shit you not. I haven't pulled it out since. I haven't even looked at it. I haven't touched it. It's still sitting there. And I've got about, I don't know, 30 grand worth of tools just sitting there along with the trailer. And it just sits there. And um like, like you can call that avoidant or not, I'm not sure, but you just like. <laughs> That's it's epic, done.
0: bud. That's you um, going all out. And even though the temptation might have still been there because you still physically got the tools and the items that you need to go back to that life, you still stay on the path that you know you should be on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, I, I went and worked at a bottle shop while I could, so I could make ends meet, so I could become a coach. And see, the thing is, right, when people get clear on their purpose, when they start living their life aligned to their truest and highest values whatever industry they're in, whatever they do, they're going to succeed and make money because it's their purpose. It's their mission. They're going to have more energy to do it. They're going to be more enthusiastic. They're going to make more sales because they're actually giving it the energy, right? they it, what they're doing actually gives them energy. Therefore they get more energy in return, right? Cause they're able yeah. to give more. So, um, I became a, yeah. So I, I then transitioned into PT, went full-time and, um, was working in the bottle shop transition, full-time PT. And I started working with high-level athletes and business owners in the gym. I was training and coaching them and personal development was always my number one, right? I always knew yeah. PT was a stepping stone for me to become a thought leader in the personal development industry because that's what I truly was most passionate about. Um, that was uh, five and a half years ago, right? So I worked in the gym for about five years. And full-time coaching business owners and athletes. And in that time, I spent more, I, I think I spent more time working with the athletes and the business owners mentally around their values and their purpose and their mission, their emotional intelligence, um, helping them remove subconscious blocks, like and seeing what it was doing for their business, for their relationships, for like everything. And I was just like, oh man, I'm I'm in the wrong. I'm I'm in a gym trying to train people yet my purpose is there. And like my, my mission is there just waiting for me. And it wasn't until um, this year I stepped out of the gym, left it all right. Started um, my business now, which is the inspired man program. And now I've been working and coaching men living life aligned to my highest values. And um, it's, you know, it's my purpose and my mission to help men step into the embodied conscious masculine energy so they can create the absolute most meaningful life possible, the most incredible relationships and just fulfill their potential. Like that's what I'm here to do. And because I've done that, because I've gotten clear on my purpose and aligned myself with my highest values in every single area of my life, my relationship 10X, I'm in the most incredible, expansive relationship with a woman that's doing, you know, she's like the, the exact, Opposite of me, right? Super successful. Um, but not only that, I, I've i been able to make more money than I did as a carpenter, yeah, finally, like yeah. because everything's aligned. Hmm. Um, but if I didn't take that courageous action and if I didn't get around the right environment, the right people who were there to actually support and challenge me, not to try and cut me down or tell me why it can't work, uh i'm very grateful and i owe it to my environment mostly because it's got me to where i am today so that that's in in a high level overview in in the most what a journey <laughs> yeah yeah that that's been the journey up until today yeah what a
0: journey brother because i feel like there's a lot of relatability there especially with the people listening today because to make that transition of something you put so many hours into so much reps into as in the carpentry business and building that up, seeking that validation and then being gone on this holiday and then analyzing your situation of knowing that you need to take a different path and then making that leap from quitting that business to then pursuit something that you know will fulfill you, but will not be probably successful to begin with. But no, if you stick with it long-term and you put the time and effort into it, it will be, like what was coming up in your mind at the time making that transition? Because I know a lot of fears come up for people and how did you overcome them fears? I know some people have like routines to do to overcome fears or some people just work it out. What was that for you?
1: Um, So to overcome fears, like I grew up racing motocross. Um, I grew up playing rugby. Um, and for me, it was just taking messy action and just like, facing my fears and doing it anyway yeah like i remember like i grew up racing motocross um and man there there would be some ridiculous jumps that you have to hit like you'd rock up to the track on a race day there'd be some insane jumps that you have to hit and you're like i have to face my fears and do it anyway because if i don't hit those then i'm not even going to you know be in the top 10 today Mm -hmm. right so i've had i've kind of i've kind of grown up with that that um that mentality of like, I just I just take action regardless of how I'm feeling at the time. Mm-hmm. And looking back now, like all the decisions that I've made have been based off the person I'm going to be in the next five years. Yeah. It's not based off my current circumstances and who I am now. It's based off, okay, what's the version of me in five years time and what decisions would he make right now? Mm-hmm. Right, What kind of action would he be taking? It took me exactly five years to go from um, my carpentry business doing the same amount of money to my coaching business right yeah. exactly yeah. five years so it's making those decisions in the five-year uh periods right looking forward as my highest self what is that highest self of me look like and what decisions would he be making today
0: And I think that's why it's important, like what you said when you went to Thailand, when a man is by himself and he's able to analyze the situation, he can then analyze what his higher self would want to be doing and what's actually serving him in the moment. Especially when it comes to fear, because you can do all the practices you want, but the best way to get over that fear or the smash through that fear is, like you said, take action and do the thing before I ever did any public speaking, I would get on my head so much and try and do all the exercises. But when I get up on stage, all those breathing exercises are gone. It's like, fuck, now I'm up here and I got to do it. But once you're up there and just do it, by like the 10th time you've done it, like it just gets easier and easier and easier and just becomes more automatic. And that's with anything you do in life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Roger that. Like, you know, it's it's, um, yeah, it's, it's feeling the feelings and doing it anyway, despite of that. And a one, one big thing, um, when it comes to men, cause I, obviously I work with, with, um, majority men, the inspired man program, um, is emotional intelligence mm-hmm. because without awareness, there's, we, we can't make the right decisions. Right. Without the emotional intelligence of what's actually happening within the body, what are these emotions that are coming through? You're not going to have the absolute, you're not going to actually have the conscious awareness of your thoughts, feelings, emotions, and behaviors. So, how are you going to actually make effective and conscious decisions in your business or in your relationship? So, a huge thing for me, so a practice is um, obviously meditation, breath work on a day to day basis sitting in deep solitude with no distractions, right? Driving down the road with no distractions, no music, no podcast, no calling anyone, right? Just men need that time. And if you can get in nature and do that in nature, um, connecting into the ground as the grounded conscious masculine, we need that connection with the earth as well as men yeah Mm -hmm.
0: that's so track i um relate with that a lot and i also back that because even with my own personal experience getting out there into the world every single time i've been in silence the best of me comes out the end of it every single fucking time and it's cool to see and it's a good reminder because every single night i like to put earphones in and listen to like binaural beats and that's my way of just disconnecting being with self and connecting to self do you do similar routines with meditation and breath work or is it a bit more depending how you feel or is there a structure around it
1: yeah so every single morning i'll I'll do a breath i'll do a breath to really drop me in and center me into back into my heart so my my main thing right now is is me connecting with my heart space and leading from here see a lot of a lot of people have the misconception and skewed belief around masculine leadership And majority of men have been perceived that masculine leadership is leading with dominance and control. True masculine leadership is leading from the heart. Mm -hmm. So my daily practice is me dropping into my heart space and feeling, actually feeling the thud in my chest and connecting with that beautiful life force uh, powerhouse that's right in the center of my chest. And when I connect to that, I, I make effective decisions. I have more energy, right? I'm um, showing up better in my relationships. So in the mornings, I'll do a breath and then connect with my heart and then I'll do like my identity stuff. Um, before bed, like same same sort of thing. My partner and I will connect, um, but mostly connect with our hearts, come back to this place, right? So we're going to bed, like feeling the, the love in the present moment through um, just dropping back from dropping down from the head into the, into the body. Mm. Right. And this is like, uh, this is true embodiment, right. In the body meant, right. Dropping back into the body and, and, um, and leading from this place, leading life from this place. There's, there's not like all challenges or, all, all worry, anxiety, fear, all of that exists out there, mm. right. In your past, in your future, it's it's that's where it all exists. Depression, none of it exists in the present moment, and none of it exists when you're when you're dropped in and you're connected to your heart space. All that exists, all that actually exists in the present moment, is pure love, awareness, and light. And mm-hmm. connecting to that is um has been a big catalyst to um, my growth in the last year, not yeah. just in my business but also um, my own connection to myself as a man
0: mm, yeah. that's that's beautiful to hear brother see the men do the work and show up as well and how long did it take for you to reach that stage let's just say enlightenment because i think some people have a misconception that it takes decades to reach that point in life i know for myself i went from crazy intrusive force and i couldn't control how i felt my emotions are so completely calmed in the present moment within about six to nine months and then from there it's just been adding layers on top of that what was that journey for yourself, and what was the time period roughly?
1: I I know I have a clear picture of like it was like my first awakening. Yeah, I remember I I quit carpentry, quit my job, just first time I actually listened to my heart, mm-hmm. my heart's true desire, which was hey, this isn't serving you. It's time to leave, and because I listened to it, it opened up just that little bit, right and. As I was going through that transition, I was discovering breath work. About uh, yeah, about five and a half years ago, I was discovering breathwork. And uh back then it was it was Wimmy, Wim Hof. And yeah. it was, I remember I was like for the first time, I actually had some some time freedom, right? Quit my job. I was working part-time at a bottle shop and I was just training in the gym every day, just putting myself first, like developing a higher level of self-love. And because I was doing that, I was starting to open up a little bit more to receive. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to listen a bit more. And I remember sitting in the sun and I just finished doing three rounds of, of Wim Hof. And I just like, just like left my body. And I experienced this, this, this level of joy and fulfillment in the present moment. I, that I've never, ever felt ever before. And I remember just the pure bliss, like just staring up into the sky. And I was just like, there for like two hours, just in this absolute pure bubble of bliss. And I was like, holy shit. Like this has been here all along. I've had access to this my whole life. Why am I only learning about this now? Why am I only connecting with this now? Right? Mm -hmm. This is the power that I have within me. And I've never been shown this. Mm -hmm. And once I connected with it, man, it's like ever since then, like that was a great awakening for me. And obviously, I've had a lot more throughout throughout the way. Um, but yeah, through that, then the commitment to my my embodiment as well. and uh, and never thinking that I know it all, yeah, and committing to peeling back the layers continuously. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say, um I'm ex you know, I, I would say I am enlightened com- compared to Ryan. Six years ago, hundred percent, right? But the Ryan in five years' time will be, you know, even more pure. Yeah, <laughs> and, and um, yeah, and I try and make decisions based on that Ryan as well.
0: That's awesome, brother. And when it become like when you first had that moment, and to now, and then continuing in five years' time as well. Like, how do you find yourself continuing wanting to stay on the path of personal growth and personal development? Is it because of it, you know what your core values are and what your purpose is? And so you um, form your life around those and that's what helps you stick to it. Like, what is that for you? Because I know some people can know what to do, but they don't actually implement the things that they you know helps them.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, two things there. So first thing is the more work I do and the deeper I go, into myself and into working through the trauma and the wounding mm. and the programming and the conditioning that I've had growing up my entire life, the more that I peel, peel back the layers, shed the old identities, peel back the old egos. It just, it's just funny. Like my, my business starts doing better, right? The people I start hanging around with are like absolutely just more and even more incredible right my relationship just starts to flourish even more and it's like how i i see it is that like we were put here as like we're we're clear vessels as energetic beings right and we're just vessels to um to allow ourselves to i guess transmute energy into a purpose what we're here to do and it's 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 our fault if we block that and stop that from happening yeah so it's our it's our um responsibility to do everything we can to clear all the shit out of the way so we can just express our full and truest self which is our purpose in life and is our karma
0: mm.
1: so um for me it's that you know when i continued to dive deep in the personal development wor- world it's like in a few months time, like my life just like quantum leaps and I, it just keeps leaping and leaping. Um, So that's one thing. That's what keeps me on the on the journey as well. But then, yeah, also 100% knowing my highest values, right? And linking my highest values to, uh, well, my highest value is personal development, personal growth. So for me, when it comes to that, it's making sure, um, this is the difference. People can know what their highest values are whether or not they they consciously live in them every single day is up to them or not. And when you're able to uh, really align yourself and live your life aligned to those highest values in every area, you wake up more inspired, yeah. you wake up more fulfilled, you wake up with more energy, right? Because your highest values give you energy, right? But there's a difference between knowing what they are and actually living to them. So what living to them looks like is I knew I knew six years ago that my highest value was personal growth. I love growing. I love development, learning, right? But I was a carpenter, right? I was working in the gym. I was slowly getting closer to living in them every day. Now I look back at my life and I'm like, I, I made some tough decisions, some, some really tough decisions to make sure that I'm actually living in them every day. So, when I was in the gym working with athletes and business owners, um, I loved my job. But that was probably only number five or six on my values list. So number one, number one is personal growth, personal development. And realizing that at the end of last year, I was like, well, I guess shit, (laughs) (laughs) right? I'm going to have to move on again because I know what, what this is. I've done the work. And when you're living aligned to your highest values, I know what life's like. So, okay, let's do it. So that's where I transitioned fully into personal personal development. My business is 100% personal development business now. Yeah. And um, I can tell you right now, like there's no separation between life and work. It's just an incredible freaking life. And I am so happy and fulfilled every single day because I get a legit transform people's lives by doing the thing that I'm absolutely most passionate about. So that's mm-hmm. the difference between knowing what your highest values are and actually living in them. And then it also like, personal development the highest value. So what do you think I'm going to do as soon as I wake up in the morning? I'm going to learn. Yes. I'm going to actively be doing a course, reading a book, like learning personal development. It's like growth. I'm going to be doing something to help myself grow. And um, and then I tick off my values first thing in the morning and I make sure I'm living to them every day. So um, yeah, 100%. Like, so the first two the two things is, um, yes, yeah, shedding back the layers, peeling back the trauma. So the invisible shackles that are holding most people back you can break free from and then the second thing is getting clear to your highest values and actually living to them in every single area possible mm. and like yeah. you
0: said that was awesome bro like another point you said in there too like when you start seeing the results like why wouldn't you want to keep going yeah. like when you start seeing your business boom when you see relationships get better when you see relationship with yourself get better you see your whole world just transforming in a better light you just think why would I not continue on this path? Why would I not get up today and keep going? Why would I not get up and live to my values? And it makes, it's a very motivating thing within itself. Yeah,
1: and it's absolutely selfish if you don't do it too because your family, your future family, your future wife or partner, whatever it looks like, um, the people that you serve in your business, they are relying on you to be able to show up. And if you can't show up for yourself because you've got some shit going on that happens to you when you're a kid, right? Or if you've got some ego that's seeking validation or seeking distractions and addictions, right? You're going to self-sabotage relationships and you're not going to be able to actually show up for the people that mean the most to you. And, um, and your business is probably really going to suffer and it's going to be a grind. So yeah. yeah, not only that, but it's like you're doing everyone else a disservice by not committing to personal growth in the work, especially as a man. Personal yeah. growth is deep, deeply rooted into us, into our heart as a man to grow and develop.
0: Mm, yeah. That's true because everyone that I've spoke to and worked with and myself, and I guarantee you could probably relate to this too, you feel your most strongest and empowered version of yourself when you are doing the work on yourself. That's when you wake up in the morning, you think, fuck yeah, let's get after it. You know, like that oomph that you have as a man.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've we've all felt it some to some degree. Um, I can guarantee you when you commit to this work, especially as a man and you peel back these layers and you truly, truly feel worthy enough for every single thing that you want is, is crazy. Cause most men, like I'm going to say most men, every single man that I've worked with, I've worked with quite a few this year. Every single one of them has had a belief that they're not worthy enough to have the relationships, the business, the money, the the life that they want, or they don't think they're actually good enough to have it. Yeah. Those are the two most deep, deeply rooted beliefs. And it's normally because back to the father wound, they never got the appreciation or the love that they wanted from their dad and they made it mean about themselves they're not good enough or they're not worthy enough to get that appreciation or tick of approval from mm-hmm. the masculine role model growing up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What have you seen to be some of the most impactful ways to shift beliefs? Like, what's a good starting
1: point? It's it comes back to awareness, like yeah. over and over again, awareness, it, like awareness of what the beliefs are and how they've been holding you back, awareness of awareness of the trauma that you've experienced that formed those beliefs growing up awareness of how you showed up at that time but then it's also seeing it from absolute love and appreciation and gratitude because if none of that happened you wouldn't be where you are right now today Mm -hmm. right you wouldn't be maybe listening to this podcast you wouldn't be you know maybe making that decision right now that it's time to invest in yourself and go all in and do the work maybe that might not have happened so it's having absolute gratitude and appreciation for everything that pl- that happened, and seeing it from different perspectives. Like, wow, well, what was going in that? What was going on in my dad's life at the time, where I he he couldn't truly give himself emotionally to me. Maybe he was doing the best he absolutely could because he loved me so much, right? And he just had a, you know, it was how he was brought up. So then seeing it from a different perspective. But then it's the conscious awareness of the belief systems that you're running on a day to day basis right? It's the, mm-hmm. the 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 feeling of like, if you're in a situation where you're like, oh, like I, I don't actually, like, I don't feel good. I, I don't feel good enough right now, right? I feel like no matter what I can, what it, this shows up in relationships massively. I just, whatever I do, I just feel like is never good enough for you. Mm-hmm. That's one that comes up a lot for men. And that comes back to, okay, can you sit with that and feel that, And and shift the belief of, no, I'm actually, I I am doing my absolute best. And if that other person isn't able to receive my love, then that's on them. Mm -hmm. So it's the awareness of the moment and the thoughts and the language that comes up in the moment. And it's being able to seeing it from a different perspective in the moment. And like I said, every time I come back to this powerhouse, it's beating in the center of my chest. Those limiting beliefs just just kind of disappear. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They don't all, exist in the present. It's all down to awareness and acceptance. Like you said, yeah, we can't look back on our past and feel guilt and shame because at the time we're doing the best we could with the information that we had. And we can't fault ourselves or beat ourselves up for the things that we've done or the things that we've been through. Because like you said, all we have is now and we got to connect to who we are now to then serve our future self
1: yeah and also having forgiveness for the people who did or didn't give us the love that we seeked growing up yeah um and seeing it from their perspective as well once mm. you can do that and have absolute appreciation and gratitude for that i can guarantee the belief will be quite different
0: yeah and you'll feel yeah. a big weight off your shoulders too mm.
1: Yeah, 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 and then energetically, it's removing that and 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 moving it through as well with the breath. Being able to move the energy through the body through the breath as well, um, massive. Like, you know, it's when that belief comes up in the moment, are you able to breathe it through your body? Hmm. Right? Are you able to have the awareness of okay, this is that this is that belief, this is that limiting that limiting thought, this is coming from that wounding. Let me breathe through this and come back to what's absolutely true right now in the present moment in my heart. Mm. Yeah, that,
0: that's a powerful tool you touched on there because that's something I practice too. You know, is like in the moment if I have something I need to shift or let go, it's exhaling it out my mouth and then inhaling what I want to receive and exhaling the old or stuck energy out as well. And that's a cool practice for people to implement is breath work. It's such an important key and it's such an important thing that we can all use in our life.
1: Yeah, man, it's been a catalyst. Uh, it's been an absolute catalyst for my my growth up until today. Mm. Um, um. Ex- like I always say to the people where that I teach the like breath to, I say, you know, I, I was given this gift and it's not my gift to keep and I'm have an obligation to give it to other people too.
0: Yeah. That's epic. It. Because it's got so much for like mindset, mental health, emotional regulation, but also physical fitness as well. I remember when yeah. I first implemented early nose breathing for running and this is when I first got back into running. I was lifting weights for a while and I couldn't run one kilometer without being gassed out. So I did a bit of research and I saw that if you cl- keep your mouth closed, I only breathe through your nose, five seconds in five seconds out, you'll see um, like a improvement in your performance. So about two days later, I went for a run and then two days before I couldn't run a K without being gassed. Two days later, I ran five Ks without stopping I only wow. through my nose. Two days hey, later. Bro.
1: Yeah. there you go i love yeah yeah i've got many stories like that too like it's so powerful and that's um good on you i love that yeah, yeah. <laughs> just oh, getting yeah. after it <laughs> yeah
0: i was um i believe you you would have really read this book before the way of the superior men oh yeah yeah that's one of my favorite books and that was one of the biggest things to happen for me in personal development but mm-hmm. in that book it touches a lot on the important thing for a man is direction and purpose What's your take on that and what's your perspective
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think a man should cry, bleed, sweat over discovering what his highest purpose is on this earth, what his deepest purpose is, what his truth is, and uncovering that. Because what actually happens, especially in relationship, is if a man isn't fully expressing his truest and highest gifts with his purpose then a woman or the feminine can can see that he's being incongruent with what's most meaningful to him. Therefore, she can't actually trust him because he's not expressing his fullest gifts to the world through his purpose. He's unintegral to himself because he's not actually listening to his heart. This is the problem. So it's actually, it's not only, yeah, like men must discover their highest purpose. It's your woman is relying on you to be expressing your gifts aligned with your highest purpose. Mm -hmm. And um, because like deep down, she will feel that you're being incongruent with yourself and with your heart and not actually trusting yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's absolutely like, yeah, you know, it's been one of the best things I ever did was getting crystal clear on what exactly it is, what my mission statement is. And it does shift and change over time. Right. But it, as it does that, it gets even more refined. Yeah. And for men as well, that uh, if, if you're listening to this and you're in a relationship, I see a, a big problem with men also getting into relationships, especially young men. And I say this because this is what I went through growing up as well. And I know most men have as well. They get in a relationship and they make the woman the mission. They make her the purpose. They, they stop seeing their friends. They stop working so hard and they put all their energy, time and, and attention into her and making her the absolute mission. The thing is with, with women, like I just said before, that's being incongruent to yourself as a man. And therefore that actually makes you untrustworthy as a man by not living aligned to your highest purpose and mission and values. A woman doesn't want to be the mission. She wants to be on the mission alongside her king. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah.
0: That's so That's- true. Like, even dating back thousands of generations, like, back in when we were hunter and gatherers, like, even though we had a wife and we had kids, we still have to go out and hunt. We still have to go out and be on that mission and provide and when we come back and then it's that woman is their part of the mission playing their role. And it creates such a healthy relationship because like you said, the woman can lose trust in the man if he's not living to his highest values and his purpose.
1: Yeah. Cause who's going to look after the family yeah. Who who's, who's going to provide when she can't work, when she's, you know, she's out, she's, you know, having a child or looking after the children, who's going to look at, and, and this is the issue. When a man is not living aligned to his purpose And he's not going out there, going after what he wants, expressing his gifts. She then feels unsafe because she's like, well, um, okay, well, I guess I have to step up as the man then. Then she steps into the masculine role and then she becomes super controlling uh, to him and then pushes him even further out of his masculine energy. And then this is the whole pandemic of the emasculation of men uh, in relationship, right? So not only is it so important for a man to um go out there and seek and and really spend time in deep solitude and deep reflection with other men that are living the life that you want to live right getting feedback from other men being challenged and supported by other men that are living the life that you actually want to live yeah right and like over time just like with a fine tooth comb getting so, like clearer and clearer and more clear towards what it is that is is your that you're absolutely most passionate about right and mm. are you courageous enough do you have and do you have the the ability to trust in your own self that you'll make it work yeah right and with that alone comes a lot of other incredible things as you know, when you follow your mission and you start making it work, you're like deep, you feel that deep sense of worthiness. You're just like, Yes. Yeah, this is it. Yeah.
0: Definitely. And that community aspect of it is so important. Especially mm-hmm. find a community of like minded men that are on that mission, that are on that purpose, and they're all there to benefit and each other and to push each other and to see each other win, see each other overcome stuff. It's such an important aspect of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you like you I know you personally know, like the like the people I intentionally surround myself with, and yeah. I know the the people you surround yourself with, and it's why we're gonna be in complete different places in the next five years because we're intentionally seeking out being around people that are doing way better than us, right? Yeah. And it's not it's not just about the material, what they're creating, you know how much money they're making per month. Yeah. It's about the apps like the actual energetic vibration and the container and the support that these men are actually able to hold you at, the standard they can actually hold you at. Yeah. And this is why it's like, when it comes to the work I do with men, it's like, I wanted to create this space for men to have that, where they can be challenged and supported, where they can learn how to step into the conscious embodied masculine energy. And they can learn what the true representation of healthy masculine energy actually looks like right? That's why, and this is, this is my mission and purpose. It's everything I've gone through my whole life. It's all the challenges. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's getting around men that are the exact embodiment of exactly that. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, it's missing massively and it's not only missing, but there's, there are men's communities out there that, are they need help. (laughs) They, they need, actual embodied masculine men to come up and and, and to start leading Mm -hmm. it's like the new paradigm of 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 the conscious masculine man there's a lot of um that i know for a fact that i've been to quite a few and i'm considering starting my own um like men's collective uh you know community where they, they can be that support and challenge there's a lot out there that's it's coming from um a wounded place mm. and it's kind of like what i see in a lot of those communities it's like the the one either wants to be on the pedestal or no one wants to be on the uh, no one wants to actually step up and lead mm. or there's a lot of conscious I'm uh, putting x in in uh quotation marks conscious men out there that leverage and manipulate the the conscious label and this personal development work to sleep with women to get in there to um to leverage their way through the communities and then to also have an easy way out you know that quote i put out (laughs) today about my my beef with the spiritual community is that men use and have a lack of integrity. And they use the words, um, their fault, you know, I'm just following my guidance as an easy cop-out from them actually taking ownership and having direction and assertive and and like an assertive, uh, I guess, yeah. Direction in their life, right. Being able to actually communicate effectively. So that's my B5 with the spiritual community of, uh, the in quotation conscious, embodied masculine men's communities out there and um just through my content and through my embodiment alone i want to step up and and um it's not hey look at me it's hey like this is the way let's do this together and let's actually change the the dynamic and the the um i guess what it actually means and looks like to be an embodied conscious man in today's world so women can actually feel Mm. safe like actually feel safe to surrender into their bodies and into their hearts, yeah, right? I'm experiencing that right now through my relationship and it just blows me away Mm. crazy.
0: Yeah, not to be taken advantage of because I agree with what you said there around that community and some certain individuals that are in it, using it to leverage for their own gain and not anything else. Like, there, like when it comes to personal development, there there is a selfish aspect to it because in order for everyone to get a good version of us, we have to be selfish in order to look after ourselves. But when you're not doing it in a sense where it's for a good intention, for a good purpose, it's literally just for your own gain and benefit. And that's it. Like where you said, people are coming to events just to try and sleep with people and things like that. I've seen it. It's disgusting behavior. And I feel like that's where a lot of masculinity can get a bad rep is because of individuals like that. And that's where a lot of this toxic masculinity comes into play, or that um, word that gets thrown around.
1: Yeah, It man, it's 100 in the in the personal development communities too. Like, mm-hmm. just because you're showing up to the events and you're doing the work, right? A lot of it is still just a mask for the validation that they're deeply seeking because they haven't healed the mother or the father wound yet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there because so people can start having the awareness of like, oh, okay what does real embodiment actually look like? Mm. Yeah.
0: And on the back of that, because you said you want to start up something and be that leader and show that. Like in your eyes, what makes a good leader? I know you've touched on a couple of aspects on it, but I just want to ask that question directly.
1: Mm, that's a good one. Um, yeah, like I said at the start, is it's not leaning from dominance control, from being on the pedestal, the look at me, the, um, the leveraging power to have power over other people. Whether that's having, uh, you know, having the pedestal, so either you seek the validation from other people or from especially mm-hmm. women. Um, coming back to what we were just talking about, but it's leading from your heart, having compassion, the embodiment of what you're actually, uh, a man that's aligned with his purpose, basically. Mm-hmm but he's an embodiment of everything that he's teaching. He's an embodiment of of what it truly means to be grounded consciousness. So the true masculine energy is grounded in his roots, present in his heart, and consciously aware of what's going on in the moment. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's the embodiment of that and you will feel the difference between a man that's grounded, present and conscious anchored in his heart compared to a man that's that flighty energy that's see that's that's still wounded that's seeking power that's seeking validation that's that's still you know turning to distractions using women and whatnot um so for me it's it's being that embodiment energetically of like wow okay i feel the difference of what the the healthy masculine feels like mm. and women feel that massively they feel like i've had the the more the, the deeper I, I I dive into my own conscious awareness and groundedness, the deeper my clients open up to me and the faster they open up to me, not just my clients, but also in my relationship because it's like this whole new level of support because the, the conscious that the, the ma- what the masculine is, is the container, right? For the feminine energy to be in. The masculine is like a glass of water, like a, a, the glass, the structure the water in the cup is the feminine flow yeah. right so your ability and your ability to allow someone to open up and surrender into their feminine is directly related to the depth that you've met yourself and the the i guess the structure and the support that you're actually you are able to provide them energetically yeah. right and that comes through living true to yourself. Yeah, that comes from living from your heart, having a deep sense of integrity, expressing your highest gifts, like everything we've spoken about today. All of these things help men come back into that place of deep, grounded, um, conscious awareness, where they're leading from their heart. So, I, I believe if that if that answers your question, that definitely it's a bit of a yeah. That I believe that's the difference between, um, yeah, a leader and an embodied leader.
0: That is epic, brother. Thank you for that share. I know a lot of people right now, all the men listening will be like, I want, I'm ready to start the work and I also really want to find a community of people that I can get into to be able to start this work. And I believe the Inspired Men is the correct place for that. So you can you touch on more what the Inspired Men is and how people can join it or get in touch with you to be a part of it?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, in a nutshell, the Inspired Man program is is my purpose. It's my mission. It's my legit, my life's work. Everything, you know, the last uh, six or seven years that I've been on my personal development and growth journey, everything I've learned from my mentors, um, from my spiritual leaders, from my um, own embodiment, right? I'm here to help men step into the conscious embodied masculine energy, so they can create the most meaningful life for themselves and for the people around them. And they owe it to themselves and the people around them, right? That's the mission. That's the mission of the Inspired Man program. And basically what it is, we help men go through absolutely every single thing that we spoke about today. We help them get clear on their purpose. We help them align their life with their highest values. We help them get super clear on their dream relationship, whether they're in one or not, Um, how to attract their dream partner, how to keep their, their soul partner. Right. And, and not only just have an incredible relationship, but develop a soul connection with them mm-hmm. as well. Um, along with a whole heap of other stuff that we go deep into, like this is uh, in a nutshell, like that, that's, that's the work, mm-hmm. right? We, we, um we, I work with men one-to-one for three months yeah. and uh, we go deep into this stuff, peeling back the layers, going deep into the masculine and feminine energy, the embodiment of that, working through the wounding of the mother and the father so they can stop attracting all of the shit that they've been attracting or they can stop being held back by those invisible chains that have been holding them back their whole life. And it's like most men are like seeking, most men are seeking to fulfill their highest potential in life. I don't know any man that doesn't want to fulfill his highest potential. But there's a difference between those who do and those who don't, and those who do commit to personal growth, personal development, and bettering themselves and understanding themselves to a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And through um, what I've created with the Inspired Man, it's exactly that, and it's creating it's a it's a platform, not only a learning platform, but also a safe container and space for men to learn how to express their emotions Mm -hmm. it's a safe container for men to um actually have the representation of what embodied conscious masculine looks and feels like it's a safe container for men to really step into their truest and highest potential um so yeah if it's uh you know what it's like when it's like your life's work it's it's hard to do it justice sometimes on a on a podcast but (laughs) um yeah so that that's basically basically it with the inspired man yeah
0: that sounds amazing man though you touched on a lot of in this episode but if you're listening and you feel like you connect to that like please reach out to ryan because the more men we have do the work the better impact we'll have on this world not just for ourselves but the people around us and the generations that come after us like our kids our grandkids our great great grandkids like there's so much of a ripple effect that can happen from you starting to do this work as a man so I highly urge people to reach out to Ryan if you connect with that and get into that program because that's some epic shit, brother. And I love the work that
1: you're doing. Oh man, I appreciate that so much. Thank you.
0: No worries at all, man. Do you have any final words you'd like to share on the podcast before we finish up?
1: Um, yeah, one thing that comes to me is if if you're a man listening to this, commit to one of the, the first and uh, most important traits of the healthy masculine energy. Two, two of the most important actually is to be extremely decisive yeah. and committed. So being able to decide to go all in on your personal growth, to be stopping at nothing but to step into the embodiment of your higher self and then to commit wholeheartedly to that journey and to yourself and to the people that are dependent on you. So yeah, those are my two favorite words I like to share with people. And I'd love to leave it with that, yeah.
0: That is epic, brother. I appreciate you coming on. I'll also drop everything in the show notes and the bio for this episode to find Ryan, the Inspired Man program, all the work that he does. So please check out the bios, get in contact with Ryan, and the work that he does. But thanks for coming on, man. I Appreciate your time. Wasn't that the chat?
1: No, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. And it's um yeah, we'll have to catch up very soon. Definitely. Cheers, brother. Thank you.